plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And once again, I'm joined by my friend of me, Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him at the uh, How About Them podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, you know, not great, but uh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So... Uh, this Monday night, we're recording this on Monday night, just full disclosure, Tuesday morning edition of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at mybookie.ag. Let's jump right into it. On Sunday, the Cowboys fell to the Broncos 42-17 and now dropped to 1-1. One one. Uh, Dallas kind of struggled in all three phases of the game. It was a total butt-whooping. Um, Landon, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, let's kind of start with the biggest question. Should we be concerned about the Cowboys? I mean, I mean, it's such a, such a, a, a non-specific answer question, but, but I'll give you the best answer I can. And that's if you want to be, you know, I mean, I, I think that honestly, I think a game like this is one of those, uh, it's 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 like the fairy tale. It's it's you see what you want to see. It's it's like it's like in Empire Strikes Back when Luke goes into the cave and he fights Darth Vader and he cuts the head off and it's his own head in there. It's, oh, you, go, you ruined Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars before. Yeah, Just okay. Well, if, I'm sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert on that movie that literally came out in 1983. Um, uh, but it's it's if if you think that this is an indictment on uh Dak Prescott then it is an indictment on Dak Prescott. If you think as one person uh uh tweeted at me that uh that this is because Jalen Smith was was put out there before he was ready and that this proves his point uh then then, then this is because <laughs> I, I didn't Jaylen, say that. I, no, no, I it was it was it, it wasn't Marcus <laughs> full disclosure. Uh it, it, I mean it if you want, if you want to be completely worried about any particular one aspect that didn't go right for the Cowboys, I, I'm I'm not here to tell anybody that they that they shouldn't or or, or wouldn't. N- none of us have seen coaches tape yet, except for the coaches, and I'm assuming brought us. Uh, I I still have a lot of questions that I want to have answered there, but I think the, the to answer your question, no, I, I I really don't think that necessarily overall, I am going to be cons- so worried about this because it's it's one game. Uh, and as we get, as we'll get into, there's a lot of circumstance into what happened in this game that, that created the score the way it was, and it wasn't just as you know simplified as this team got their butt whooping. Though in several categories, they definitely did get their butt whooped. So I, I, I no to answer your question, you literally lost a game, the, the one of the games on the schedule that has the least meaning 
to your overall playoff chances. You, you cannot find a, a more meaningless regular season game than what we lost. So, honestly, if you're taking a choice between being one and one and having that win against Denver or having that win against the Giants, I, I'll take the Giants win 20 times out of 20. So, yeah, that's, at, I think that's part as, of it. Yeah, and as we kind of looked at the schedule, we kind of thought that this might be one of those schedule losses anyways because, like my good friend Warren Sharp has said, now in the last 23 games in Denver in the first two weeks of the season, the Broncos are 20-3. and three. Uh, 20 yeah. and one, Actually, 20-1 in their last 21 games. It's, it's just tough to play up there with the altitude. And I think you saw it uh, yesterday or Sunday. I think you just saw... These guys were tired. For whatever reason, they just weren't in shape, and maybe it's because they're still getting into shape. And that typically takes about a you know four to five games of the NFL season to really get into shape. Um, they just weren't ready to go. So I'm not. I think you put it a good a good way that this is probably the least valuable of all the games that they played so far. Um, however. Let's talk about some of those reasons why they look so bad uh, on both sides of the ball. What do you think was the biggest reason as for why they laid such an egg on Sunday? Well, I mean, again, like we're we're using language like like laid an egg or uh, that they te- you know played terrible. When when ultimately what happened is that they had a great game game plan. They had the personnel to execute that game plan. They executed their game plan. And then they made us play their game, and and ultimately we we can we couldn't play up with them at their game. You know they wanted to get us in a they basically played our game plan against us, and then once they got us into the situation where we're chasing points, they had Von Miller and and Shaq, Shaquille Griffith on the outside to uh, to rush the passer and 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 uh, oh sorry Barrett not not Griffith I always get my Shaq's mixed mm-hmm. up. Uh, but but they had guys out on the outside, you know, pinning their ears back and rushing the passer. I mean, we basically played into their game plan uh, perfectly. And then as the game wore on and 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 you know we started losing defensive backs, it further played into their game plan. To me, I think the biggest reason is 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 because they they have talent on the uh, def- the defensive backfield to do the cer- uh, 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 the right combination of man coverage behind stout run defense that basically shut off all our options to move the ball. And, 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 you know, if, if, if a team, if we face another team that has that ability and we can't adjust, you know, and, and part of the other, other reasons, you know, it was tough for us to make adjustments in the, in the stadium because it was loud. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it, it really was just a perfect storm of, of, of good scheme Verse and good talent, uh, able to you know shut off all our avenues of, of attack, and if without a run game uh, and with with uh, you know corners that were able to cover our guys you know tightly in man coverage because they're really good, uh, I you know there wasn't there really wasn't much headway to be made, and I think it got to a point where. You know, I think the reason the score got so out, out, out of whack is because it's 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 a quicksand situation. You 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 start sinking. You start it starts getting closer to your chest. It starts you know the time starts running out. You start realizing you have to score points. So in order to score points, you have to take chances. And and when you take chances, you know you sink quicker into the the, the you start struggling. You, you sink quicker into the quicksand. And 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 that's ultimately what happens when when you play a team like this that has. Pass rushers and talent on the, in the defensive backfield, they're they're waiting for you to, to have to throw the ball forty plus times because that means that they're playing their game. They're coming after you, and you're you're being hunted. 
All right, I'm going to give you my thoughts on that real quick. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at mybookie.ag. Uh, you know, ever since I've started this podcast, people have always been asking for advice. And I'm sure you get this. You get the fantasy advice. I get the gambling oh, advice. Oh, God. Uh, I, I know. Uh, <laughs> usually, people ask me about who to bet on. Uh, well, let me tell you this. Where you're betting is just as important as who you are betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. You don't have to wait a month to get your money. I would only recommend a service to you that my listeners uh, that have been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, an all-new mobile site that makes your wagering on the go to be a breeze. If you join now, uh, MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So on my rewatch of the game, uh, I actually think that the Cowboys... They had a lot of just self-inflicted mistakes that they typically don't make that kind of got this game uh, to go out of control. So one of them to start off, uh, and this you know the bunch of things kind of led to this, but so they they started with it, it was seven to seven. They kicked off, and the Broncos actually fumbled the kickoff. If you remember this, if yeah. the Cowboys recover that kickoff, that's a totally different game. Uh, later on in that drive is. The same drive that Demarcus Lawrence had the 15-yard penalty. The Cowboys stopped him. They kicked the field goal. It's 10-7. If Lawrence doesn't commit the penalty, they go on, they score, and go up 14-7. I mean, right there, you had multiple chances to get off the field or hold them to a field goal, and they just couldn't do it. Uh, on the next drive of the game, after the 14-7, the Cowboys have a third and one at their own 45. They're moving the ball down the field. And they have a false start. And then on third and six, Dak throws a pass to Ezekiel Elliott behind the line of scrimmage, incomplete. It just seemed like they had a bunch of things uh, that anything that could go wrong happened. They had another third down conversion where Dennis had a beautiful catch down the sideline, would have put him across uh, midfield, and they get a pass interference on Dez, and they ultimately have to punt on that drive. So just a lot of little dumb mistakes ended up making this a blowout it really shouldn't have been a blowout this was a game for most of the first half things just seem to snowball on them and that's what I'm a little worried about is is this going to be a season that kind of snowballs or are they going to pick up uh, on Monday night against the Cardinals and you know kind of stop that last year they did a really nice job of after the Giants loss of uh, both Giants losses of you know kind of not sulking and you know, moving on to the next game. I'm just kind of curious to see if that can continue. Are you optimistic about this team going forward? Uh, I am not as much as I was last week, obviously, but are you still optimistic that this is a Super Bowl contending team in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I, I think that this – look, I, I think that – I think a lot of old schoolers will tell you that uh, – yeah, you know, and my a shout out to my old friend Rob Rousey because I think he would probably be the first one to tell you the good teams don't get blown out, and I just I don't agree with that anymore. I just think that that is from a bygone era. I think that good, t- you know, look, the Patriots got blown out at home. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it when they got blown talking, out last year. The Buffalo, yeah, I mean, yeah, at home. and 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 I think that 
I think that it's just, you know, sometimes there's matchup issues. Sometimes circumstance happens. Sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw. I don't know that. I mean, I think that all. I mean, the one the one thing that you could be optimistic about is that it seemed like all of the Cowboys. You know, had their worst their worst day all at once. I mean, I mean, I I think that <laughs> I don't know. If that's I, a good reason to be optimistic. Well, I mean, but no, but but I think I think here. Look, I mean, I think the thing that's interesting to me that I found is that all the guys who made all these uh, plays that that you know gave up that were huge gaffes or you know like penalties, uh, you know dropped passes, uh, uh, bad tackling. All these people that were doing these things were the same people that were actually making plays too, you know. Like all these, like Demarcus, like you, you talked about Demarcus Lawrence's uh, 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 that total BS, you know, special teams penalty. Um, you know, he was also the guy that made the sack before that that pushed them out of out of you know into field goal range, basically ending what was a very promising drive for them. Like kind of really the first breath of life. Uh, that that the defense needed, and 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 I think what what I, what I, my point is is that you know Byron Jones like letting letting doing a bad job of tackling that one play, but also being the guy that comes over and knocks the ball out uh, that what on what would have been a, a, a first and goal or maybe even a touchdown. And can uh, I talk about Byron real quick, really quickly? Yeah, yeah I was ahead, off. Please. I was really hard on Byron uh, today during my film study, and then it kind of dawned on me, and then I talked to somebody. His groin injury is pretty bad. He really shouldn't have been on the field at all, and I kind of forgot that when I was going back and watching the film. So I'm going to excuse him a little bit on some of his play because he really shouldn't have been in that game, but they really had no other choice to keep him on the field, especially after they had all these injuries at, injuries at cornerback. I apologize for interrupting. Go ahead and continue. No, no, no. no. But I, th- but I think you know, just the overall point I was getting at is that the guys who were making mistakes – were the ones who were making the plays too, so and, and I think my my point is is that I, they're not guys that I normally worry about, and I think that they all just had very bad games. I mean, I think clearly the guy that c- comes to mind top of the list is Sean Lee. Is I mean that mm. that was I can't even believe that was Sean Lee I was watching playing, and and you know and and I think the next guy on that list is probably Jeff Heath. I mean Jeff Heath was was you know. Timing passes and knocking down key key passes defenses, and then he was biting so hard on run on run keys that he he he's leaving this the the slant wide open for an easy touchdown. And you know, I mean, it's it, like the guys that were who normally that you kind of are relying on were just playing terribly. And I think that at 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 a certain point, it, it was all happening up front, and when the game kind of got away early. It just it snowballs because again you're pressing you're trying to make plays because you're behind and when you try when you're trying to make plays that's when you make more mistakes uh, and then more mistakes obviously lead to more points and so um, uh, you know I think that the optimism is is that you know you continue to see good things at times um, from different points different points it's just that the team as a whole uh, because of some bad circumstance and because of their of of their in game circumstance, were weren't able to overcome you know a, a bad start on both sides of the ball that uh, really just it got away from them and then once they were able to kind of tighten things up on defense a little bit uh, by that time the, on offense the game had already you know the game had already dictated that they had to become one dimensional uh, and you know they they 
that one dimension in throwing the ball is is where Denver really thrives the best, and and so they it really made things tough for Dak, and and you know Dak got hurt early too with that with that ankle. He didn't leave the game or anything, but you could tell that it bothered him, especially early on, until he kind of worked his way through it. And I think that it's it's just one of those situations where a lot of bad things all happened at once, and Denver had the personnel at the right spots to really exploit the the Cowboys' injuries and uh, you know weaknesses too at points, and it and it hurt, and eventually it it became too much for them. And th- like I said, as they started to press hard, it just got away from them, and 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 you know the, the pick six happens, and you know they 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 can't they can't get in the end zone because they they can't. Uh, they can't get any calls uh, for any for for any kind of you know, defensive pass interference, and then no. you know, of course, Des gets an offensive pass interference. So basically, what that means is that when they're in the when they're at the red zone, you know, Des is basically getting mugged and, and can't can't really get away from anybody. Um, and I, I think Beasley doesn't look a hundred percent. I mean, I think he's he's nicked up because he's he hasn't been able to get away from them and anybody. And I, I think. You know, eventually it, it became a, a combination of Dak pressing t- from what I saw. I mean, I, I, we still need to see coaches tape, but it looked like Dak, you know, pressing a little bit. But but at the same time, I I don't know that anyone that he missed a ton of wide open throws, uh, other than a couple. I mean, I, I noticed a couple of them, but it, it's hard to it's hard to blame him because you know the, at that point he was getting he was getting pressured, he was getting hit a lot, and and um. And it was. I think he just felt like he didn't have time, and he, and he because of his ankle, I don't think he could really escape uh, to to go anywhere, to get away, to run, which I think would would have been his backup plan in a lot of these situations. Yeah. So he was, was pressured on twenty one. Bad mix of everything. Yeah. Bad mix of everything. It was just nuts. He was pressured on twenty one pass attempts, and he was hit sixteen times. I mean, yeah. oof. I mean, that's not good. So let's talk about some other. Not good things. I don't know. That's a terrible transition. But let's move on to some well things that we need to be. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I was just saying, good transition. That was excellent. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on. It. Let's let's talk. This is my favorite part of the show. Time to be negative. Things right. to be concerned about for the Cowboys going forward. Is there any one particular thing to be concerned about, or do you believe this is you know it's just a one game fluke? Well, I mean, I I think that you know. I mean, I think that they're going to play teams that are, you know, have that are as good as Denver. I mean, I, I think it's not necessarily about um, like talent overall as a number, but the fact that they have talent at a, a whole bunch of different places, and that allows them to exploit uh, the, you know, Dallas's offense to a certain degree. I, I think it, you're going to play other teams like that, especially in the playoffs. It, I, I definitely have concerns that it, that Dallas, you know, won't be able to answer back. But I also think that that they're going to be a better team by the time they play another team at, of the same quality and and on the road too. Like I, I just don't know the next time they play a team this talented or, uh, across the board that or at least that matches up as well against Dallas as this team. Uh, I I'm hoping that they'll be a much more a much better well-oiled machine a much better oiled machine more well a more well-oiled machine there you go at that point i think i just hope that they'll be firing on all so i think a lot of this problem again you you said the stat too is this is all happening in the first two weeks you Mm. know it's like i mean this is really tough i mean that's defense has been playing together for a long time they know what they're doing like 
I think that the, I think this offense is still kind of, especially on the offensive line, they're getting used to their new pieces still, and they've had tough goes, <laughs> really tough, you know, uh, uh, groups to go against the last two weeks, and it and obviously that shows. I, I I think there is a part of this that ultimately we have to realize that when we looked at this schedule preseason. We were terrified of what we were having to face early on. Like this was, you know, I mean, the Cardinals are kind of a little bit more injured on the offensive side, but I think you looked at the, the, these first few games and were like, this is going to be a very difficult uh, run for our offense, and they're going to have to hit on all cylinders early. And unfortunately, they really haven't. But in the first game, it looked like the defense was able to hold the Giants, and that was the difference. Uh, and I just, I feel like, so I guess my concern is. Is it, will the Cowboys' offense start getting, you know, finally kind of getting it together once they start start playing, you know, all world defenses? Is, is this just a result of playing the Giants or and the or the Broncos, or are we going to see more sluggishness when we when we face uh, teams with lesser talent? I don't know that we're necessarily going to get so much of a <laughs> of an opportunity uh, to to look at to figure it out when because they, they're 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 going to come in and have to play. Uh, the Cardinals, who uh, you know, I, I think they lost Calais Campbell, which I think is 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 big. But I I don't really want to get too far into that. But I, I my point is is that this is a tough schedule, and I don't really know if it's going to get easy so much easier right away as as much as it, it's just not it's hard in a different way. So it'll be interesting to see if the Cowboys are able to bounce back and 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 how how that all kind of comes together. Yeah, so there's one thing that kind of concerned me, and this isn't just for the Denver game. This is actually from the last two games. Is they don't have a ton of speed on offense, and typically that doesn't hurt them because they're so efficient on offense. But most of the receivers, Beasley, uh, Dez, even you know Ryan Switzer, Noah Brown, these are your short to inter- intermediate receivers. They don't really have that guy that takes the top off the defense, and they haven't had it for a while. So when teams are daring you to throw the ball down down the field, they don't really have an answer except for throwing it to Dez in contested situations. And that's basically what Denver was doing. They were daring Dallas to throw the ball down the field against Aqib Talib, and they just couldn't do it. So is that I, – I mean, I know – that's not going to be the or everybody's going to try to replicate that formula, but they don't have that same personnel to do it. I'm just a little bit concerned that they don't have that game breaker on the outside or even, I mean, even out of the backfield. I don't think Ezekiel See, Elliott looks as fast as he did last year, and I don't, that's I, not to I, say, oh he can't, God. but that's Let's, not to say he can't be. I think he didn't look that he didn't look fast in the first two weeks of the season last year. So I understand that it's just. It kind of looks like he's not the same player that we saw at the end of last year. If that makes any sense, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think that this, like this whole like Zeke not looking. I mean, he's he looked fat. fine. He's he looked. Fi- it's so ri- <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's he looked fine against the New York Giants last week, guys. Like he, got, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, against the the vaunted New York Giants that was literally built to stop him. He ran. He ran for what was it? 140 yards. He got 140 yeah, total yards yeah, 140 or something like that. Yards. Yeah. I, I. So I think Zeke is okay. I. I, I think it's it. You know. And, and I. I don't know that he gained 35 pounds between him and there. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm wrong. But I. I. I, I just think that look like they they executed the Giants' game plan from last year better than the Giants did. And um and that and that that accounts for something. They were there was not any place Zeke. It wasn't like Zeke was 
not seeing holes or not getting through holes fast enough. I, I mean, we can't confirm that because, again, we haven't gotten the tape yet. But There's I no holes. Would, <laughs> there was no I, holes. I, yeah, there was no holes. So, like, I think that it was more that, look, here's what's going to happen, Marcus. We're going to watch this tape. We're going to see that they intentionally over-pursued every single zone play. So that it was causing a cutback, a cutback play. They they and then they they had one more defender most of the time on on these run plays than they did pass. So when the the Cowboys tried to make them pay for that in in the, in the passing game, they weren't able to do that. So they never were able to pat uh, to to back off that extra man. And by the time it stopped making it stopped being a. a a thing that by the time the Cowboys basically didn't have time to run the ball anymore, that it was a, it was a, you know, four wide, let's throw the ball all over the field type game. And that's when they just let Von Miller loose. And that's what, that's what happened. All right. I've got one last question for you, but let's, let's pause to tell you about our friends at Sesney. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That is until you meet the Sesney Premier Realty Group. The professional and experienced real estate agents of the Sesney Premier Realty Group provide service that is second to none. Focused on building personal relationships with their clients, Sesney Premier Realty Group realtors seek to understand their clients' needs and wants to ensure those needs and wants are met every time and will strive to provide a hassle-free buying and selling experience as they assist their clients with all their real estate needs. No matter the situation, they're here to help. If you or someone you know is buying, selling, or relocating, if you are struggling with the possibility of a short sale or foreclosure, the Sesney Premier Realty Group knows that you deserve the best and will make sure that you get the best. If you currently need or think you will have real estate needs in the future, contact the Sesney Premier Realty Group directly at 469-672-6987. You can also visit their website at www.yourdfwhomesolution.com. Dot com. All right, my last question. Uh, there was a lot of talk on Monday about Dez no longer being an elite receiver, um, that he's easily taken out of games, that Prescott's forcing him the ball. Do you have any just general thoughts about Bryant and his performance over the last two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Bryant's the, the best example of, of the guy who, you know, uh, is is – a victim of not a victim is is his performance has been um you know dictated or uh, has been altered by the fact that he's playing elite competition uh that's that's covering him i mean i think janoris jenkins uh you know and, and again it's not just the coverage it's not just I know that we all want to talk about it like it's it, because that's this is the net nature of things and, and the NFL is a matchup league but the NFL is it's about more than just one-on-one matchups it's you know it's about you know squad matchups it's about you know you know multiple groups and how they all fit together versus your multiple groups and how they all fit together and 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 in this situation I think you know when you you talk about a, two teams that have elite man cover guys who are are willing to be physical in games that in which that it's clear both games it was pretty clear that the refs were going to let them play that that, that they're going to let them be physical which is i mean that's you know that's fine but but it's again it's just one of the many elements all added together of of the game where the the refs are letting them play you have elite man cover guys who are going to be physical with dez on the line and he's not going to get calls and then combine that with uh, a pass rush uh it's 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 made for Des's life is difficult and look 
even last game, uh, you know, you look at some of the some of the targets that Dez had. There were several couple several opportunities that that Dez had that were ruined by you know that the offensive pass interference that we talked about, uh, uh, several different bad throws that that didn't get to him, and and then there were a couple opportunities where it didn't look like he ran the route, ran route same uh, the right route. I just, I just feel like, uh, I, I feel like receiver has so much more circumstance applied to it than, uh, than I think people realize at times. And I think that that the fact that the that who the Cowboys have played the last two weeks has to factor in to 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 your expectations of, of performance. And and I, I, I think it's tough because we live in fantasy football world where you're just trying to view a players before Yeah, we're just trying to well, I mean this is the this is part of the problem, Mark, is this is why I don't like it is because people view it as like, oh, this player didn't beat his guy and that's why you know he didn't get good stats. Because if Des Bryant doesn't catch eight passes uh, for a hundred yards, then Des Bryant didn't do a good job, and and that's not you know there is there's more nuance to it than that, and I think one of the big maybe not even nuance, but one of the big things is who you're facing, and uh and this the last two two weeks we faced really tough defenses to throw on. Yeah, so I have just a couple quick thoughts. I'm gonna go in this more on Wednesday on an article that's coming out, so make sure you check that out. Uh, but really quickly. There's a lot of things going on with Dez right now that aren't helping him out. The first being is that he's still getting used to a new quarterback. And that's what I think a lot of people are forgetting is unlike Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers, this was just Dez's 16th game with Prescott. That's really not that many when you really think about it, especially considering how banged up Dez was last year. They are still getting used to each other. And then when you add in the fact that Prescott was banged up yesterday and that Dez constantly saw Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib and Janoris Jenkins the, the game before, it's not going to be easy for Dez. It, it's going to be difficult. I fully expect, and this is the way Dez is almost every single year, he is much better at this in the second half of the season as quarterbacks get used to him. Once they get through this tough little stretch of playing uh, these two incredible pass defenses, even Arizona has a great pass defense, and they're going to have Patrick Peterson following them all over the field. Dez is going to be okay. But really, the, it's just that combination of Dak and Dez. I actually went back it, and did a study, and, and this will all come out on Wednesday, but quarter or receivers, elite receivers who are switching quarterbacks tend to have about a 20% drop-off from the previous year. So even Jerry Rice had a significant drop-off after going from Joe Montana to Steve Young. Eventually, it picked back up, but in the prime of Jerry Rice's career at age 28, he saw his numbers go significantly down because it takes a while to get used to playing with somebody different as your quarterback. They're, Prescott and Dez are going to be fine. I'm not worried. Just take a deep breath. It'll all be okay. Uh, any final thoughts about the Cowboys and this loss? Yeah, I mean it's a tough loss. The score makes it look ugly. Uh, it there was bad tackling and and what looks like sloppy play, but it was just bad play. Um, but I I think that uh, you know, and as much as everyone wants to trash uh, Garrett uh, for not getting this team prepared or this or that, like it, one of the things that he does better than anybody else, uh, maybe in the league, is that he 
he gets his team ready the next week to no matter what happens to start over and 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 focus on the task at hand. So in the same way that I didn't worry that all those wins we ran off in a row wasn't going to be a problem for us uh, the next week, I'm not worried that the the loss from this last week is going to bleed into the next week. You know, like I I I really do have faith in the in the talent on this team and and the coaching staff and I, and I think that that what happened is not an indication of what the season's going to be like. I think it's this team working out the kinks in a tough situation on on the road in a place that is notoriously Mm -hmm. difficult to win in in the first few weeks of the season anyways. So they'll be back. All right. That's it for today's show. Uh, This edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie. Uh, .ag, where they will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Just make sure you use that promo code locked on. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. Leave a review and leave your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. We'll be back tomorrow Tomorrow, excuse me, to discuss the all 22 notes uh, from uh, the offensive side of the ball. With hopefully Game Pass's permission, we'll see how that works out. You just never know. It's, it's like spinning a roulette wheel. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.